Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 217. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. Deep breath. Bringing all awareness to this now moment. Allow yourself to feel heavy and perfectly supported. Find the natural rhythm of your breathing. Be here now. I send you all love. I hope you're feeling good. It is my knowing that you are feeling God. Happy New Year. Happy New Cycle. Happy New Spiritual Season. Many blessings and miracles, joy, be upon you and your loved ones, now and always. Deep breath. As I bring myself to the space, I do feel guided to speak about bearing witness to the gifts of God. As we are simplifying all things, we would add to the idea of no more seeking, no more striving or efforting trying so hard. And as we have planted and nurtured many seeds this past year, maybe it is time to bear witness to the harvest. Maybe sometimes when we are efforting or trying so hard, we are in motion and not in the now moment, which is where we do bear witness to all of God's gifts. Maybe we have gotten kind of ahead of ourselves with the intention to catch up to speed with the knowing of God. And now we know this knowing can only be known in the now. God is right now. This now moment is the opportunity to bear witness to the gifts of God. So as we continue to simplify all things, we will keep it simple with the idea of bearing witness to the gifts of God, continuing the idea of no more seeking. Yes. Deep breath. I can only speak from my own experience as this is my qualification. And without making this episode about myself, I do feel guided to address the inspiration behind this episode. More recently, I did plan on facilitating a course in miracles which is 365 lessons from Brother Yeshua. 
It was my intention to begin these lessons on January 1st. However, my sister got married on New Year's Eve, the 31st into the 1st. So I was with family and not able to fulfill that commitment. I felt very bad about it. And in the reinterpretation of that bad feeling, I came across a lesson. I cannot speak for everyone else as I do not know your individualized journey. But for me, and I know some others, the lesson for me there was stop planning for the future. Stop planning and let God show you. Stop leading and follow. I was in a conflict. Being with my family or going home early so I can start the lessons. That should not be a question. On my sister's wedding day. Contemplating or wondering what should I do? Should I stay with family or should I go home? That should go without saying. So although I did intend to begin the lessons, I am not going to facilitate them. That would be me leading and planning. And I'm ready to let God show me what it has planned for me and for us. As we go forward in this new cycle, it is my intention to focus more attention and energy on the podcast and TikTok live. I will not be adding anything else to my plate. So to be able to facilitate our gatherings with the most integrity and love that I can and no risk of resentment or overwhelming feeling. So again, as I can only speak from my own experience, that situation brought the knowing that I plan too much for the future. And that's not bearing witness to the gifts of God. Some may even say I'm inconsistent because I often say I'm going to do something and then I don't. But from my perspective, I am very consistent because I have always honored how I feel. And sometimes when I approach the day or the moment that I have previously promised to fulfill something, I don't feel it when I get there. So the biggest lesson for me is don't plan for the future. Stop planning to let God show me what it has planned for me, for us. Now that that is out of the way in regards to the inspiration behind this episode, let us take a deep breath. Sometimes when we feel overwhelmed or as if we have too much on our plate, that is God that I am showing us we need to slow down. 
to stop doing so much. And although sometimes the intention can be very beautiful, it may not be what God has planned for us in the right now. So if we can simplify all things and keep bringing our awareness to the now, in the now moment, God is here. In the now moment, all is well. Only love is real. So what would we have to plan for anyway? Speaking for myself, I have realized I sometimes plan for the future as a safety mechanism to try to be able to foresee or predict the unfolding events as a subconscious sense of safety. So when we are speaking about bearing witness to the gifts of God, this may feel very vulnerable. This feels like when you're in the ocean and you don't know how to swim and instead of trying to buck the current and create stress and panic for yourself, you just turn over and float on the back. (laughs) You turn over on your back and float. And that's a very vulnerable feeling to be floating in the chaos the ebbing and the flowing, the crashing of the waves. So if you are feeling vulnerable in the idea of not knowing what to expect or being able to foresee future events, good. Your vulnerability is the indicator that God has you, that you are being held, that you are being carried towards your well-being instead of taking it upon yourself. We would clarify that there are moments in our development where we do need to take things upon ourselves. This is the law of action. When we are compelled or guided to take action, the intention is that the action is inspired. So there are moments when we are doing There are moments when we are taking it upon ourselves to move from point A to point B. But in those moments, it will be guided. It will be God that I am with us, letting us know, okay, time to take action. But chances are, when we are in the now moment, it is very rare. I don't even know if it will ever exist or happen that God has us take action for the future. where nothing exists yet. Everything exists in the now. So every inspired action might pertain to the right now. So in our vulnerability, the next aspect of vulnerability might be to ask, what can I do right now? Should I continue resting in this allowing? Is there an action step that I can take to guide me in the direction of this well-being? What can I do right now? And then a third step may be to take action in regards to the action step you received. Sometimes the action step is inaction. 
and we would make that the final step in action. In our inaction, we are sometimes vulnerable, which would put us in the inquiring state of mind to begin to ask questions, what can I do now? What should I do now? And in the inaction is the space you receive the action to take. But when we are constantly in motion, in action, in always planning and predicting, we are not able to bear witness to the gifts that are only present in the present. This is why it's a gift. It's in the now, in the present moment. So it is our intention that we would fall back in divine laughter, bearing witness to the simplicity of this experience. Meaning all we have to do is ask, meaning set a clear intention for the now, and then let God give us the breadcrumbs or the inspired action steps to take towards that fulfillment of that goal. And we would clarify, we are not speaking about material things. That's the nature of the humanoid, to want things. Keep wanting. But in your wanting, please know you are perpetuating the lack of the thing you want. So in our vulnerability, what steps can we take? What might that look like for the humanoid catching up to speed with the idea of bearing witness to the gifts of God? Extending the notion of no more planning. What would that look like? So what would it look like for the humanoid caught up to speed with the idea of bearing witness to the gifts of God? Extending the knowing of no more planning to stop seeking. It might look like gratitude and appreciation. If there were any point of life that we should be giving a little bit more attention and focus to, it would be appreciation and gratitude. Because this is the frequency that would bring all the other things to us. So in the idea of being in a vulnerable position where we are challenging ourselves to see what God can do instead of planning for ourselves so much. And we're not speaking about the things, what are we referring to? We're referring to things in future, to plan for the future. We're not speaking about in the right now, the things that we know we would love to experience or enjoy. Those things are beautiful. It's the nature of this experience. We're speaking about time traveling specifically when we are planning for future events or a future day. And in between time, on the way to that day, how do we know that God didn't have something way more beautiful or magical planned for us? And then here we are with our limited mind because everything is filtered through our belief system. So then we are, what is it? Like compromising our own gifts. We are exchanging 
the gifts that God would give us for our own limited idea of our gifts. So it would look like the humanoid fine-tunes and hones appreciation and gratitude. And doesn't this seem logical that if a humanoid, we are in a vulnerable situation or circumstance, and we are not sure what direction to take or what step to take next, there may not be inspired action yet, maybe we're in inaction. Doesn't that seem logical that gratitude and appreciation would give us that support and comfort that we need? Because we are bearing witness to the gifts that God has already presented to us. To stop and see that all of our needs have always been met this whole time. To stop and look at all the things you already have instead of focusing on the things that you want. And by focusing on all those things you already have, you would magnetize all those things you want to you. Instead of focusing on all the things we want, forgetting that all of our needs have always been met. So we would simplify the idea of what would it look like, and it would look like appreciation and gratitude. That's your float in that vulnerable position, in the ebb and flow of life. And it is my knowing that everyone who is listening to this episode has done pretty well up until this day because you're still breathing and you're here. So if we can look back at the experience to see how far we've come, we might recognize the gifts of God this whole time, our needs always being met. And this would be what Buddha meant when he said desire is the cause of all suffering. We say this many times, we love Buddha very much, but he did not mean don't have a desire. He meant you don't have to. That your needs will be met. And why is desire the cause of all suffering? Because it puts you in the frequency of lack. And lack feels like suffering because it's the illusion that we are doing without. So you can keep desiring, keep manifesting, keep wanting all the things. This is your playground. You can play how you want here. Just be so mindful to include appreciation and gratitude so that you can be the continuum of the gifts of God as the gifts that have already been presented to us are symbols of energy. And by recognizing the energy that is already present, the nature of this experience must have you bear witness to more things, more energy, more gifts. So when we are in appreciation and gratitude, this may be the float that we grasp onto when we are floating in that vulnerability. And as we are catching up to speed with the idea of no more planning, to bear witness to God's plan for us, again, vulnerability may come with that territory. Because in vulnerability, again, it is the indicator we are being held 
we are being carried we are being guided towards our well-being we are following we are no longer leading and in the idea of being a spiritual sovereign being you do not need to take any of this episode with you or internalize any of it most of this inspiration comes from my own experience planning for the future and not being able to fulfill the plan my own plan and how do I know it was my own plan in regards to A Course in Miracles and not God's plan this can be a whole other episode this is what I would say about that the aspect of self that believes we need to do some more work is the aspect of self that does not want to be unified into singularity meaning only the ego the personality identity feels as though we need to win the approval of God or to do the course or to work so hard or to plan or to strive or to heal or to balance or to clear or to release or to let go all those things come from ego because God sees us in perfection so from the perspective of God there's nothing to do just be but it doesn't mean just be like a floating leaf it means just be to do what you love to follow your passions your creativities and desire like a bumblebee it just bees that's all it knows how to do is what it was destined to be and what you really are what we really are is divine perfection pure love incarnate so although the idea to facilitate the lesson sounds very beautiful I have to know that that comes from ego the part of self that's saying oh let me facilitate this space so I can help fix people and align people and heal people let me not recognize their perfection and focus more on the distorted aspect of their identity that's really what that's doing because only ego the personality identity we are not bashing it we are recognizing it for its role and its role is to keep you safe so in the idea of heal this fix that align this clear that it doesn't know you are already safe sitting perfect and untouched next to God and it doesn't know this because we are in the experience of individuality and the default setting of this is the illusion of being separate from God so it is not a bad or wrong thing that the ego is doing it thinks you're separate from God so it's trying to keep us safe but as we are catching up to speed with the knowingness that only God is here I am safe you are safe so gratitude and appreciation would be this float in the ocean of vulnerability when the ego thinks you're separate from God and it doesn't realize God is the ocean holding you When the five senses cannot conceptualize how we are one because it is in the role aside individual so we are in gratitude and appreciation for the ego as well 
because it has been trying its best to keep us safe while it didn't know only God was here. So what is the next thing for us to do? To send a message to the ego. To convince the ego. How do we convince the ego? By appreciation and gratitude. How does appreciation and gratitude convince the ego? Because although it is in the perception of being separate from God, we are able to bear witness to the gifts from God. So the ego might say, oh yeah, I can look back actually and all of my needs were met. You're right, it was not as difficult as I thought meaning the illusion of being separate from God. Because even the illusion of being separate does not separate us. So the ego did a very good job with the idea of keeping us safe. But now that we are in the knowing only God is here, we are not planning anymore. And who's the planner of this situation? The ego. Why? Because it's a problem solver. And why does it see the problems? Because it's the aspect of self that thinks we're separate from God. But once we know we are one with God, what do we need to plan for? The right now. And who doesn't plan for the right now? The ego. Why? Because it's only able to access prior experience, which is its qualification to keep us safe moving forward. So the ego is not in the now, it is in the past. It is referring to prior experiences that have caused us harm, trauma, pain, or suffering, making sure that that doesn't happen again moving forward. So the ego is built to look back. And as we are convincing it that our needs have been met this whole time, since it is going to look back, let us look back at all the times our needs have been met. Let us never look back unless to see all of our needs have been met, or look how far we've come. But since the ego is not capable of being present in the now, because that's where God is, and ego is in the illusion of being separate from God, and since God is the all, but ego doesn't know that, ego creates the concept of past, present, future, because it's only able to look at the circumstances that caused us pain before, making sure they don't happen again. So thank you, ego, for doing your job. We got it from here. Thank you for keeping me safe this whole time. Now I know I am safe. I know sometimes I feel vulnerable, ego, and I don't know which direction to go in. But you're not the aspect of self-qualified to let me know which direction to go in because you can't see forward, you can only see back. So thank you, ego, for having my back. Thank you for watching my back, for ensuring that nothing is coming from behind me to, to cause trauma, pain, or suffering. You're very good at that, ego, so thank you so much. But when it comes to staying present, where God is, ego needs to be convinced. And we're going to let it convince itself by continuing to look back and bear witness to all of our needs being met this whole time. Yes.
As we come to the end of the episode, I do feel guided to share final feeling in regards to bearing witness to the gifts of God. Our breath is a gift of God, and our breath can only be recognized and perceived in the now. But our breath transcends all time and space. It is the path that we followed to this body, and it will be the path we follow when we exit this body. The breath is the only gift that we need to be able to perceive, to know that God is here. It's the only thing that reminds us that God is here. As nothing needs to remind us to breathe, because God is breathing for us. So as we simplify all things, and we are coming to the knowingness of the gifts of God, stay in the breath more. The breath can't be perceived in past or future. So if we are intending to transcend the illusion of time, and really fine-tune timelessness, the breath is also a floating mechanism in that ocean of vulnerability. The breath immediately, at a subconscious level, brings every cell in our vessel to the knowing, every fiber in this vessel to the knowing that God is here. We don't see it this way because we don't appreciate and we don't have gratitude for the breath. So in the idea of appreciation and gratitude in moments of vulnerability, come back to the breath. We have said many times you are never alone. Doesn't it seem logical we're referring to the breath? Even when you think you are alone, the breath is always there with you, breathing you. You don't even need to remember to do it. A lot of the times you forget. That's God loving you, sustaining you, being with you, even in the moments where you forget all about God, when you forget all about the now. And we get it, that's okay. This experience would spread us thin, having us focus in multiple directions. And yet, God is with us the whole time. Call upon your guides, your angelic helpers and your loved ones. Be in gratitude for the breath, which is God sustaining us. Call upon your I Am Presence. Give God and all the aspects of self permission to interact and support you in all areas of your life and be in gratitude and appreciation because God has been with us this whole time. Yes.